Hey guys, welcome to the number 226 ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. In today's episode, we are going to be recapping the Wizards, let's call it disappointing loss against the New Orleans Pelicans, but then their surprising response at home against the Bulls where Kyle Kuzma knocked down a game-winning three-pointer. That was a game, one of the best wins of the season for the Wizards. We will break that down. And then preview this Wizards-Knicks game, which I'm not going to lie, guys, may have been my favorite preview to do so far this season. There's going to be a lot on here. Subscribe, follow, share, view, and let's get into this. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn. So let's start off by recapping this Wizards loss uh, to the New Orleans Pelicans. And it wasn't a terrible loss. Um, there, I don't have much to say about it. It was an interesting game. I mean, the bench couldn't do anything. Hachimura struggled uh, efficiency-wise. They had four different players put up four points. Um, neither of them were that productive. Todd Gibson, DeLon Wright, Denny Avdi, and Jordan Goodwin. Will Barton did not play in this game, which is interesting because he was starting to step up. Um, but overall, it also came down to, like, the Wizards shot pretty efficient. They weren't making their free throws, but that didn't make that much of a difference. Uh, New Orleans was also efficient. The difference maker has been the difference maker all season for the Wizards, for, or for the other team against the Wizards. The Wizards cannot guard scoring guards. I've never seen anything like it before. They can't do it. I, they need to get better perimeter guards here at this trade deadline because there are a handful of games that I can – the Wizards have 24 losses this year. I guarantee you at least six I, – I wouldn't guarantee it, but I'd say at least six off the top of my head, six of those losses were because the Wizards cannot guard scoring guards. You know what that is? At least a fourth of their losses. And that continued in this game. And I expected it, and I was right. C.J. McCollum shot incredibly, 12 of 21 from the field, 4 of 8, 50% uh, from three, made all six of his free throws, 34 points, five rebounds, two steals. That is the kind of game that I expected from C.J. McCollum because the Wizards have had so much trouble guarding perimeter guards. And eventually, Kuzma could do everything he can. He could put up 19 points times 5, and he still wouldn't be able to get the job. I'm kidding. But it's really hard for the Wizards' offense to get the job done, even when they only put up 112. When defensively, you have another guy on the when you have a guy on the other team that is just unstoppable that you can get the ball to all the time. Overall, the Pelicans just had a more well-rounded game. They had three really good starters. They had good defensive role players like Trey Murphy and Herb Jones. It's a really well-orchestrated team. And even without Zion and Brandon Ingram, um, I was a little disappointed that the Wizards got blown out the way they did. However, if you still want to look at what 
the, they are this team is capable of doing even without those kind of players. They have a really well-rounded team that they can use in many different situations. You have, they have a very deep rotation, which is something very important. Watch out for that team. I don't think they'll win at all this year. They could make a run uh, later on in the postseason. But, I mean, overall, nice game for Porzingis. Had a double-double. Nice game for Monte Morris. What else is new? He always has a good game. Uh, Daniel Gafford, uh, 13 points, 5-6 to six on the field. What else is new? And then uh, 17 points here uh, from Corey Kesper. So, overall, okay game. Actually, not. Okay game offensively, I should say. Defensively, it was a disaster. The Pelicans are a good basketball team as well. It was a combination of two very disappointing disasters. And uh, that was the reason uh, for the Wizards' loss in this game. You could blame a few different people. I don't like to blame different people. I like to blame the team and different parts of the team. And I think you blame defense. You got to play defense in this league if you want to win anything. And then I'm like, there's no way that they're going to go, or not go anywhere, but they're going to be at home. There's no way that they're going to go and beat the Chicago Bulls, even though they're without DeMar DeRozan. There's no way you're going to beat a team with Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic and Kobe White without Christos Porzingis, Daniel Gafford, or Bradley Beal. I was wrong. What a game from the Wizards. Maybe their most impressive of the season. Kyle Kuzma, 21 points and a game-winning three with around five and a half seconds to go to seal the deal. What a shot. It was a contested shot, too. Kuzma, if you look at the statistics, has been one of the best um, clutch shooters in the league. First of all, Denny Avdia got, like, every rebound. I just want to acknowledge that. He got 20 re- he had nine points and 20 rebounds. If you double his scoring production, he still wouldn't get the amount of rebounds he had. And he didn't have not a... And he had a decent amount of points. He had nine points. Like, that's crazy. 20 rebounds. You don't usually see that from a guy like him. Hunchy Moore needs to start shooting the ball more efficiently. He did put up double digits. The key here, though, is you need your role players to step up more, and that's exactly uh, what they did in this game. Corey Kispert stepped up defensively. Todd Gibson came into the starting lineup because of the absence of Daniel Gafford and played amazing. Nine points, eight rebounds. Three assists, a steal on the block, plus six. That is what you, and great defense in the post. That is what you want out of a guy like Todd Gibson. He exactly did his job. That's why the Wizards picked him up to get that big man depth that they need. He's still a very good post defender. They were very good. The Wizards had a very good three-point defense in this game. A very good defense all around, holding the Bulls to under 100 points, which is a rarity. One for the Wizards and two in the entire NBA. Jordan Goodwin was very great defensively, knocked down, um, two uh threes and kind of you know kind of change in the second half just kind of changing momentum over to washington monte morris played great but the key here when i mentioned role players was anthony gill and anthony gill amazing game from the guy career high 18 points four rebounds seven of 11 from the field it's just the kind of game that you want to see from a guy like anthony gill right um it really is he was playing great post defense he was scoring when he needed to be and like Play him more. Like, I'm not saying to play him every single game a lot of minutes. Like, he doesn't need to be the scoring guy once Porzingis Gafford and these guys come back. Like, he had he had to be in this game. But he's a really good post defender. Like, I didn't realize how good of a post defender Anthony Gill was. So, if the Wizards can insert him into that lineup and give themselves another post defender against, like, smaller bigs like that, that's very huge. Like, that's a big difference in a basketball game. If we're able to just win one portion of the basketball game and then... 
it will make your three-point defense easier. A lot of things start in the post. It starts in the paint. That's how the NBA really started. You got the ball to your big man. If you have good post defense, a lot of success could translate. If you have good three-point shooting, a lot could translate. The Wizards didn't really have that. It was a really even game when you look at efficiency. But overall, Kyle Kuzma's game when he shot set, set the game. But it may not have been the best win of the Wizards season, like people have been saying. But it may have been the most impressive. And I think that is what really – that's what I really – love to see out of these teams um but now let's preview this wizards dicks game for the knicks none no one is hurt I, not a soul everybody is healthy on that team i don't know what they're taking if they're taking anything <laughs> i know they're not taking anything but how do you have no injuries i i don't get it uh, congratulations to the knicks for just having no injuries because it's so funny to see all these Wizards injuries. And then no Knicks. Wizards have a lot of injuries. Beal's out. Johnny Davis is out. Vernon Carey's out. So is Monte Morris. Uh, and then Daniel Gafford and Christos Porzingis will make their returns. They still aren't 100%. And then the Knicks, again, no injuries. Um, the starting lineups for the Knicks will be Jalen Brunson, Quinton Grimes, RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, and Mitchell Robinson. Watch out for Mitchell Robinson and Daniel Gafford. They're going to be in a dog fight. I could see them get in, like, not a fist fight, but like kind of getting physical in this game. I could see each of them having four or more fouls. That is going to be a matchup that you do want to see in this game. And Mitchell Robinson, I personally think, is one of the more underrated players in the NBA. For the Wizards in the starting lineup, I think it will be Jordan Goodwin uh, moving with Corey Kisper, Kyle Kuzma, Daniel Gafford, and Christoph Porzingis into that starting lineup. It's also going to be DeLon Wright or Jordan Goodwin. Goodwin's gotten more starting time this year. Better defender. I expect him to kind of take that load, uh, the starting point guard. It says Monte Morris is questionable, by the way, and it does seem he is leaning to be more out, though. My prediction, I have the Knicks pulling away a tight 115 to 113 victory, but this is going to be a close game. And my Coburn's catch is I think the Knicks will be able to win this game because of the, of the variety of different scores that they can use to score points on this Wizards defense. There are three teams in the NBA that have three or more players with 19 and a half or more points per game. Those three teams are the 76ers, the Knicks, and actually the Wizards. Which is funny because they got Beal, Porzingis, and Gafford. Actually, one of two teams to average 20 or more points per game. But again, the Knicks just have a variety. RJ Barrett's been hurt part of the year, so that's why his points per game has dropped. He's basically averaging 20, 19.9, if you want to be exact. So they're one of the only teams. And they're, again, it may not translate to always points per game like the it has, that has not for the Wizards and Knicks, but it still shows the variety of scores that they have. Again, those are Joyce Randall, Jay LeBronson, and RJ Barrett. But I just think that the the Wizards won't be able to handle a lot of those scores because I just think that, you know, a lot of depth. The Wizards can't handle a lot of great players. Maybe they could add a one, and then the other ones would just go off, and I'll explain that that's going to happen in this game. Not to mention, I think the Wizards consistently do a terrible job against scoring guards, so expect R.J. Barrett to have a great game tonight. I will talk about that in a little bit. Because of the scoring diversity, though, give me the next in a tight game. My surprising statement, I think that Julius Randle, We'll have under 20 points in this game. He had under 20 points last time. but And this is surprising because he's only had one game with under 25 points. Forget 20 points. Under 25 points since December 21st. Since December 21st. However, again, that was last game. Uh, the Wizards defense, however, on forwards and bigs, kind of like that kind of build, has been really good. I mean, guys like Danny Avdia, Chris Porzingis, Daniel Gafford, and then Anthony Gill, as I did mention earlier, to guard these players in the post, they have the talent to be able to do it. I think Randall will be quiet, but this is the difference. 
but R.J. Barrett and Jalen Brunson will be will combine for over 55 points and 14 assists to kind of bail him out and say, all right, we'll take the load and no win the game. The spread is Knicks as a four-point favorite over under 221.5. I would pick the Wizards and I would pick the over. I have 223 and I have it being a two-point game. I'd have Knicks as three-point favorites. I keep the same over under. Same result, though, picking the Wizards, picking the over. Uh, fantasy outlook. If you guys are people that do daily fantasy, I would listen up to this. RJ Barrett, Christoph Porzingis, Jalen Brunson, and Kyle Kuzma are the four players I'm going to mention. Barrett will be- get between 55 to 65 fantasy points. Christoph Porzingis will get 50 to 55 fantasy points. Jalen Brunson, 40 to 50. Kuzma, 40 to 50. These are four very good fantasy players to have tonight. What punctuation do you put on that percentage? I think ESPN giving the Knicks a 64.9% chance of winning is a little off. And I get that the Knicks have been the better team and, you know, just, again, the better team overall. You know, won five of their last six. They are a little, like, you know, streak-reliant. You know, they won an eight-game winning streak, then a five-game losing streak. Now they've won five of their last six. Very streak-reliant. They need to go on a big winning streak or a big losing streak, and that kind of controls their record. That's kind of why they've been towards the mediocre side this year. Um... But, you know, I also think the Wizards have some key advantages in this game uh, that can really win them the game. There's smaller things, but big things as well. One that can space the floor with forwards slash bigs that can, you know, shoot from the outside. Guys like Christophe Porzingis, guys like Anthony Gill. These guys are capable shooters, and they have precise point guard play off the bench. Guys like Jordan Goodwin, DeLon Wright, and I think they can really pinpoint some of Emmanuel quickly and Miles McBride's weaknesses, and then that could set up some Hachimura shots, and the Wizards can really get the bench game going. Not to mention that the Wizards are home. I still think the Knicks should be favorite, but more like a 54% favorite, not a 65% favorite. I give this percentage a question mark. And last but not least, who you got? I think it's going to be R.J. Barrett that will have an amazing game in this one, having over 33 points. Barrett has three 25-plus point per point games in his past four appearances, one of them where he put up 44 points in 39 minutes. And if you've listened to Wiz Talk with Chase this season, you know the Wizards, as I mentioned earlier, struggle against scoring guards scoring ability, the scoring guard scoring ability part, and struggle to guard that and struggle to contain it. And I think that will continue against R.J. Barrett. Barrett will have 34 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, no blocks, 11 to 20, a.k.a. 55% field goal shooting, 5 to 7, 71.4% from downtown. He'll make all 7 of his free throws, have just 2 turnovers, 3 fouls, and lead the next, along with some great Jalen Brunson play, to victory. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, and view. Um, check out the Cool Sports Network. There is some coverage on there. My website, chasesportsnews.com, is temporarily off. Um, so uh, expect no articles for that, but they should be back uh, by Divisional Round newsletter. We got a bunch of Ravens articles coming out if you want to see that. Uh, that is going to be it. Always talk with Chase. Enjoy the game tonight. And, of course, as always, uh, subscribe, follow, share, view. Enjoy the game tonight. And, of course, as always, I'll see you next time. Peace.